Hey everyone, and welcome to the Dishes and Doctrine audio blog. I'm Rachel, your host, and I'm so glad that you've joined me for episode 11. Again, I hope that today's episode helps you find the place in your life where motherhood and theology collide. If you haven't already, make sure to head over to DishesAndDoctrine.com. On the sidebar there, you'll see a picture that says The Mysterious Mundane. That's a free video mini-series that I put together for all the subscribers to the Kitchen Table Newsletter. That's an email that comes out every other month, and it's packed with extra resources and information and sometimes special announcements that I give there before putting it over on the blog. So uh, you'll get the newsletter as well as that special video series if you subscribe. I also want to ask you to forgive me today. I'm struggling with some sort of cold. It seems like uh, heading into spring, we should be over these germs, but they're still hanging on. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I was getting ready to prepare for my lesson that I was teaching for our ladies' Bible study, and as I flipped to the correct chapter in my curriculum, uh, my heart sank a little bit because the title said, Hell. (laughs) I was going to have to teach 20 adult women about the reality, the necessity of the worst place ever. Why in the world couldn't my topic have been a little more uplifting? I mean, I could find a lot to say about joy or faith, but the more that I studied throughout the week, the more I was shocked to see that even the doctrine of hell can point us to hope. In some of my research, I came across an article by Kevin DeYoung about hell, and he says this, Christians should have anguish in heart at the thought of eternal suffering, But we should also see the glory of God in the Bible's teaching on eternal punishment. Many people deny the reality of hell or the fact that a loving God could send unbelievers there. Even those of us who believe in its existence sometimes wrestle with those same kind of questions. I mean, isn't God merciful? Isn't eternity a little too long for 70 years of quote-unquote mistakes? But in order to have a better understanding of hell, we have to first seek to know the character of God. I could record a series of a thousand audio blogs highlighting all of the aspects of God. He's perfectly faithful. He's perfectly loving. He's perfectly good. He's always present. He's always seeing. He is always understanding. He is all of these things and more all of the time. So we can't separate God's attributes from one another. When he's showing mercy, he's still 100% just. And when he shows love, he still shows total power. Sin is the polar opposite of who God is. Because of his perfect character, the only reaction he can have, he has no other choice, the only reaction is wrath, complete righteous anger. That's pretty terrible news, isn't it? That this eternal God must punish our wrongdoing with eternal death. The worst thing about this terrible place that was initially created for Satan and his demons is the ultimate separation from God and and anything good. It's, It's not the red horns or the hot flames that make this place utterly unbearable. It's the absence of joy and hope, peace and love. The oppressive darkness and evil there cause unimaginable torment. But that's not the end of the story, is it, though? Remember that even in his infinite justice, God is immeasurably merciful. 
His character caused him to offer his son Jesus to bear that brunt of punishment. Christ was made to be sin, even though not one part of him was tainted with wrongdoing. God poured out that eternal, unbearable wrath meant for us on Jesus. He made a way out for us. This is hope. This is the good news. This is the gospel. So to answer the question that I initially wanted to ask, should we teach our kids about hell? I think the answer is yes. If we are to fully teach the gospel to our children, they must realize the seriousness of their plight without Jesus. When we downplay the bad news, we inevitably downplay the good news too. So here are a few thoughts when you're approaching this subject with your little ones. First of all, teach on an age-appropriate level. Just like any other tough topic like death or terrorism or adultery, it's important to use wording and explanations that make sense to that particular child. For instance, I wouldn't use words like brimstone or damnation to my four-year-old. Instead, I might explain it as a terrible place with no happiness or love. And that leads me to the next point, which is focus on what is not in hell. Many times when we describe hell, our minds jump immediately to fire or darkness or demons. And as I mentioned earlier, the worst part of this place is the absent of God's goodness. Our children need to grasp the severity of being separated from our creator forever, more than the hotness of the flames. The last tip I have is, Don't use hell as a sole motivator for salvation. I think one of the worst things we can do when teaching our kids about the gospel is to coerce a prayer based out of fear of hell or a desire to live in heaven. Following Christ is a commitment and brings eternal life that begins immediately, not just when we die. So encourage your child to see their need of a rescuer from their own sinful hearts today not just a terrible place in the future. When we share the gospel with others, including our children, we're often afraid that they'll be turned off with words like punishment or hell. But without that terrible news, the gospel doesn't fully make sense, and it definitely isn't glorious. Without the darkness, we would never fully cherish the light. Just like Jesus said in John 12, 46, I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. I know this is a bit of a heavier topic today, but I thank you for listening, and I hope that it's a help to you as you teach your kids. As always, I'd love to connect with you. Just head over to dishesanddoctrine.com. There you'll find all my social media links. You can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. That's where I like to be most of all. Also, if you're on iTunes, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. That way you can get new episodes right away. And while you're there, if you could leave a review, that would be great. That'll just help more people find us. So until next time, have a great day.